This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show to build your idea. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Many of you call me and tell me you love my email marketing. I have a very secret tool that I used to do it, and it was so coincidental when Clay acquired the tool. It was called Drip, and I use Drip. I'm going to tell you how I use it later on in the episode, but if you want to use it right now and get the first 60 days free, go to nathanlacka.com forward slash drip. I'll tell you my favorite feature and why I use it later on in the episode. It is Nathan Latke here. Good morning, folks. Coming up, this is episode 475, and coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Nomadic Matt. His website gets over 1.6 million monthly viewers, and he sells over $400,000 in travel insurance every month. Many people don't know that that's how he makes his money. We'll dive into it tomorrow. What is going on, guys? Nathan Latke here. Good morning. Our guest today is Chris Bruznicki. He is a former paratrooper and serial entrepreneur. He's the CEO of Face Stays, which is a vacation rental marketplace and tool used by property managers like Sotheby's and Wyndham. He'd been featured in Entrepreneur and was awarded the Bronze Star. Chris lives in Chicago with his wife and six kids. Chris, are you ready to take us to the top? You got it. Let's do it. Parents listening right now are going six kids and an entrepreneur. What is this guy drinking? <laughs> Too much on the weekend and a lot of coffee during the week. So, <laughs> secret. That's a great answer. All right. Tell us what Vase Days is and how you make money. Yeah. So, Vase Days is a marketplace and tool used by professional vacation rental management companies. So, when you think of like, what the heck is that? Those are the companies that are in places like Tahoe, Miami, that have 50 to 1,000 beautiful villas, townhomes, et cetera, that are right on the beach that they manage for folks that um, might live in Chicago, New York, LA, Blacksburg, that um, have bought those properties as investments and second homes. So um, why do we partner with those folks? What are we, what problems are we solving for them? Um, these vacation rental management companies make up 55% of all of the um, vacation homes you would think about in, in the world. So you can go to Airbnb and rent directly from somebody in a peer-to-peer basis or you can go to somebody that's providing a managed service. And the difference in the managed service is you have someone on the ground to help you during your stay. Um, if something goes wrong, someone will help you um, fix it. So like I stayed in one of our properties for spring break and the uh, dryer wasn't working. Turned out it was working just fine, but we called someone had the issue resolved in about two minutes. Um, and all the properties are set to a certain hotel-like standards. That means um, they have fine furnishings, they're cleaned appropriately. And they truly are someone's investment property. So you're not going to check in and feel like you're staying in somebody's home. Um, mm. What do we do for these folks? We, with our marketplace, give them distribution. We're the easiest marketplace in the in the world to join. All folks have to do is opt into our marketplace, and we automatically sync their inventory, just as a kayak syncs hotel inventories for sure. professional hotel brands. And then on the software side of things, what we do is we provide an open table like service. 
um, to these companies like uh, Wyndham, Sotheby's, et cetera. So that means we give them a white label website through which they can take bookings. And then we help get them distribution out to where growth is. So that will be Expedia Priceline, Airbnb, HomeAway, everywhere. Um, so it's a very interesting space on the team side. There are 13 of us here in Chicago. The marketplace probably is doing around $5 million in transactions, and we earn a commission of around 13% on every transaction we make. So that's how we make money there. Um, the 13, thing, sorry, 13%? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird blend because it varies based upon the size of the transaction, but our average transaction is just under two grand. So. And when you say $5 million in transaction volume, is that just over the past year, or what's the time period on that? That's, that's looking back, trailing Total. 12 Trail, yep. Okay, trailing 12 months. Okay, good. Yeah. And what year were you guys founded in? Uh, we started in 2010. So we, I've done like a few different iterations in this space. Um, in our first year, we did $100,000 in transactions as like a, a test marketplace that we set up while we still had our full-time jobs. And then we've just about doubled the marketplace volume every year since then. Got it. So uh, team of 13, are you guys remote? Or, or wait, you said team of 13, right? Yeah, so we have 10 here in the office, and then we have some folks that work remotely on a contracting basis. That's for what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so yep. you, this is not a managed service. You don't have boots on the ground everywhere you have locations, right? That's exactly right. So we partner with folks who do, and that's our big point of difference is, um, especially on the software side, that which we're growing very quickly now. Um, we partner with people that have an on-the-ground presence in Miami, Tahoe, Vail, wherever. And those are the folks who are providing those high-touch high concierge-level services to both the guests who come and stay at the property, the travelers, and also the owners of the homes who come in occasionally for a holiday or um, just want to know their property is being treated and cared for uh, appropriately. The grass is getting mowed, the property is clean, um, the furnishings from the home are well cared for. So they're, they're providing high level of services to both the suppliers and, and the guests who are, are using the units. And what did you say? Like when a consumer like me goes in and books the property, what did you say kind of average uh, kind of order value is $2,000 on average, but we have properties all the way down to, we've done bookings as small as a hundred dollars total. And that includes everything, taxes, fees, cleaning fee, et cetera, all the way up to um, $45,000 for five day stay. So we have a broad range, but our sweet spots in that $2,000 total ticket out the door uh, for four or five days in a vacation rental destination of your choice. Yep. Okay, and let's, before we get into more unit economics, I wanna make sure everyone understands clearly in this marketplace who the buyer yeah. is and who the seller is. So clearly the buyer is a consumer like me that wants to go on vacation. Exactly right, yep. And who is the actual seller? Are these investors that have a luxurious property that they want your help renting? Or are these conglomerates that own, they already manage a bunch of properties? Yeah, our big point of difference is we will work with the individual um, who has a beautiful home. And that's how we kind of got started. And that's the business model of Homeway and Airbnb. But that's a very crowded space. And the things that we do well, those folks aren't as interested in. So we, our software automates all the check-in procedures, the security deposit handling, just makes it easy for somebody who has like 100 properties um, to run his or her business. So the folks that are supplying the owners, those are really the professional vacation rental management companies. So think of like, um, CBRE, um, any kind of like brand name real estate company in these big vacation towns, a lot of those folks will also um, spend time renting out properties for, for people they just sold a home to. So, so what's an example of one of your sellers? Yeah. yeah, so Sotheby's down in St. Martin, right? Got they it. have a few hundred listings on the island. There's a total of like a, th a thousand listings on the island and they have a, a few hundred, right? So like 
And their homes are absolutely gorgeous. When you think of like Caribbean vacation, deluxe villa, the, the life, that's that's what they have in their portfolio. And then walk us through. So you said you take a, a blended average of 13%. Or is that coming from the consumer when they purchase or from the owner or the seller when, when you book someone in their place? Yeah, great question. So we we take an 8.5% commission from the seller and then a commission from the traveler that just depends on the size of the booking volume. The percentage depends on the size of of the booking. So if it's a very small transaction, say like a hundred dollars, the commission will for the traveler might be 10%. As we go higher and higher, it just goes down to cover the cost of um, certain variable fees like credit card processing and stuff like that. Got it. Got it. Got it. That makes good sense. Okay. So the blended average on those comes out to about what? Three, four, five, five and a half percent. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So eight and a half plus four and a half. Yep. Exactly right. Oh, four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Um, good. And I assume are those fees illustrated? Like I am in the villa. I'm looking at the Villa Oasis booking in Providenciales because <laughs> it looks gorgeous yeah. and yeah. I want to go. When it says 2925 per night, is that inclusive of the blended 5.4.5% or no? Um, once you put in your dates, you'll be able to see exactly what the pricing would be, Got it. including all fees right there. In the um, We found that we should be as transparent as possible once you put the, the dates in. Yep. What's crazy, though, about our industry is how much pricing varies. Um, so like a holiday that same property can jump up to $10,000 a night. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like surge pricing on Uber, but it's much more difficult to do with physical (laughs) real estate, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially because what's really great. You mentioned Uber, Uber is selling it is helping connect people to commoditized products. So you don't care which car you go into, but we have people that are hell bent on finding a heated, uh, salt water pool that's facing a certain direction for the home they're going to rent. So every, every property is its own little snowflake. And we are trying to connect people to the perfect vacation for them, right? Like when I travel, I've got six kids. I need to have a lot of bedrooms. I want to have, um, certain safety precautions at the home. So I don't have to worry about where my kids are every, every five seconds. Sure. And what I want versus what you want, um, are going to be completely different. And that's, what's really interesting about the vacation rental space is how, um, there are some popular properties, but by and large, we're connecting very specific needs with very specific supply. Yeah, it makes good sense. So you said over trailing 12 months, you've done about 5 million in transaction volume. Yeah. What about what about total transaction volume uh, 2010 founding date to October uh, here, 2016? You know, I don't have that off the top of my head. Oh, come on. That's just, like the number you put on the wall. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? What we're hell bent on doing right now is tr- trying to figure out um, how we touch a billion people. And we recognize that what we're doing professional managers that were, that's going to be a little bit hard to do that. So if I could shift slightly, um, what we're doing with the SaaS product is helping us do that. So we've just, we've just slapped on $10 million in transaction volume this month, simply by, um, adjusting our product slightly and making it into a hosted solution for some of, some of our users. Wait, and what do you mean? Hold on. When you say users, do you mean the Sotheby's or the buyer? Exactly. of this? Okay. Exactly. So the vacation rental management companies that have been using our marketplace to get distribution and for whom we've represented like 5% of their transaction volume. We, we've, we've been like, how do we get a hundred percent of their transaction volume? What can we do for them that they trust us to be their exclusive distributor? And that's, um, that's what's helped us found this SaaS product and get it out the door. And what we're basically doing now is we're selling folks on 
using our open table like product to host their website to get distribution out to other popular consumer channels where folks like you are already looking. Um, and then we take a small cut. So with that, we've bolted on $10 million in transaction volume. We're earning one and a half percent on that, which doesn't sound super is that a, Hold on real quick though, Chris, is that yeah. a SaaS model? Are they paying a, a fee to get access to that? Yeah. So right now we are waiving any kind of like monthly fees, setup fees, cause we want it still to be very easy for these property managers to make the decision to, to move to us. A lot of them are using a custom solution that they've maybe sunk cost fallacy, but still they've invested a ton of money in like building their own website. So they've um, switched so because you went from eight point, you went from 8.5%, right. To down, you said to like 1%, right. Is that, is that, that's and, why. And to be really clear, if they, if they have transactions on our marketplace still, they still have to pay the eight and a half percent. But what we're doing is we are providing a, their website, um, all the cool technology that runs base days is now powering their site. And any, oh, any repeat business they bring in. So like if you stayed at the same place, every time you go to Turks and Caicos and you're transacting on their homepage, we're taking one and a half percent of that. And they're getting to use all of the cool bells and whistles that our software provides them. So this will cannibalize. I mean, this will 100% cannibalize your marketplace. If it works well, people will not want to give the volume to you. They'll say, we want to pay the SaaS thing and just install it directly on our website. Absolutely. But right now we only represent 5% of their, their volume, right? Yep. yep. So this makes perfect makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, no, then this makes 100% sense. It, and by the way, congratulations on figuring out how to kill yourself. <laughs> and it's like not an easy thing to do. No, it, it's, it, it, what's awesome for us though, is the marketplace, um, it still has a ton of value because we just signed someone Saturday that, um, found the marketplace cause he wanted to just distribute through it, started interacting with our sales team and realized that he wanted something more and didn't even know that we could provide it. Cause we haven't even put any marketing materials out there for it yet. And we already signed him up a few hundred units, um, in Florida. So, um, the marketplace is a really nice, um, destination for property managers to come find out about us and, and learn about what we have to offer. Um, but then what ends up happening is it also is a place where we can send the byproduct of the demand that these property management companies generate. So like, you're not necessarily going to go back to Turks and Caicos every year, just like you might use open table to go. Sure. Book a yeah. table once. You can recommend other things in other places. Yeah. And so like what we do is we get the customer information out of this, out of this deal. And when, um, you book and you stay, everything's still provided by and powered by Vay State. So what's cool is like, you might go to Vail um, in the in the winter time, and then when you decide to go to Florida for the summer for spring break, um, we still have your information. Yep. You can market the marketplace to you. Give me a sense of size. How many buyers like Sotheby's are you working with? Oh, right now, so um, sorry, sorry, sellers. Yeah. How many sellers like Sotheby's are you working with? Yeah, we have we have two thousand um, property management companies on the platform. With how many units total? The average size is larger. It's, um, it's a hundred, but the, if you like to get there, you have to throw out a lot of really small ones that have only like a handful of units. So if, if the actual average is 10 per property manager, but it's so 20,000 like, units total. Yeah, exactly. Got it. And how many buyers uh, have you guys worked with at least once over since yeah, 2010? 150,000, which is, wow, that's impressive. yeah, it's like, there are a lot of marketplaces that are way ahead of us and have had a head start, but we have this high dollar, traveler that respects the service that we provide. Sure. So Chris, Chris, in 
in September 20, just give us a sense of kind of volume because this will kind yeah. of signify growth in September 2016. How many, uh, how many uh, buyers used your platform to book a vacation spot? We helped call it like, try to do the math in my head. Um, right around 25,000. I haven't 25, got much- just, just in that month. Yeah, I haven't had wow. much sleep, so I might That's be great. carrying one or something. But well, tw- twenty twenty five thousand in one month when your total is one hundred fifty thousand over your life. I I mean that seems if you're sure that well, we, that number is right. We benefit we benefit greatly from seasonality. So right now we're entering our our slower period, which sure. kind of sucks for us. But um, we have like a big rush at the end of the season in June, July, August, September. So that's um that's what really helps us. And then our heritage is in we found a company game day housing, um, that is, that runs off of our platform and the, sure. the folks in the office here operate that business as well. Football games and all that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that really bumps things up because is that, included, is that included in the 25,000? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And how, how many, how many, so 25,000 people booked and, uh, how much, how many property management companies did you book at least one place for, you know, through those 25,000 people? Oh, so it's not 25,000 booked. That'd be awesome if that were the case. So it's that's how many people are staying in our properties. And we collect that through, um, okay, how many, how out. many books? So it's around, um, one eighth of that. So you're not okay, going to do Yeah, that, 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 that makes more I sense. I want to reverse that. <laughs> yeah. So you, the reason, the reason you know that, the reason you know that is because you know that on average you have eight people staying per vacation, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you have 3,125 unique bookings across how many different property management companies? Ooh, that's a good one. Do you know? Uh, um, just about, it's just about one for one. There are a few like, okay. So yeah, wait one for, but you said you only have 2000 property management companies on you and you have 3,125 bookings. So you booked at least, you booked one for at least no, each okay, property. So this, is, this is where I got the math wrong. Um, yeah, we have to drop that down by a factor of 10. Okay. Sorry. So 300, three, 312, 312 bookings in September. Correct. There we go. Got it. Okay. And so, okay. Across 312 property management companies. Yeah, I got it. We have, a hand, we have a handful that do like a high velocity through us. Um, so it's, it's not 312. It's probably 200. And I can get back to you with the exact number. Um, That's okay. Well, hold on. I need to make sure this other number is right then because this would make sure. your growth look really slow, but you don't have slow growth. When you told me earlier you had 150,000 buyers, do I need to divide that by an eight, an eighth too? Yes. Okay. Got yeah. it. That's why. Okay, good. All right. So we'll divide that by an eight. So you have 150,000 people that the number, that number is people that have stayed at your properties. You have 18,750 unique bookings and you're currently doing about 312 bookings per month, but obviously it's hugely seasonal. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. What about funding wise self-funded or have you raised? Yeah, we were self-funded for a very long time. We recently raised um, a million and a half dollars to go after this SaaS um, concept and grow the marketplace out. And was that a note or equity? Say it again. Was that a note or did you already do an equity round? So we did a note initially and then we did an equity round right after price round. Um, um, and that was much more difficult than the note, obviously. And it took way longer than I thought it would take, but it, yeah. it worked out. Um, and now as a result of that experience, I'm constantly in fundraising mode. Sure. And is it fair to just do the math real quick? If you did 5 million bucks in total transaction volume over the past 12 months and you have a blended kind of take of 13%, is it fair to say you've done about 650 grand in revenue over the past 12 months? Yes, that's right. Got it. And then how's a company like this, when you're going into valuation negotiations, how do you, how, how, you don't have to say what your specific valuation was, but how are you negotiating to evaluation? Is it 3X the 650K? Is it more or less? What is it? You know what? It's more just like, 
I look at how much we want to give up to make this worth it for us to do this. And uh, the VC has to just decide what they think uh, an exit is and use the VC valuation model to figure out if it um, works, if it works. And yeah. like that we can play games with like what the company is, is worth, um, on a multiple basis, but that really only matters when we get into like exit. We've had a few people that, uh, a few companies that have approached us to buy our technology, buy our brand names for a couple million dollars, and we've uh-huh. turned them down. Um, What's a couple million? Like three million, two million? Two to three million bucks. Yeah. 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 And and like that's that's not why we founded this business. We found this to really try to lock down the professional segment of the vacation rental um, space. And we've been tinkering at it now for just over two years. And we have now, I think, a model to make that happen. And, you know... That, that's like a, that's a very nice exit to like sell something and, and have the team, um, wave the flag of success. Like we, we had an exit. We, we walked away. This wasn't like an aqua hire type thing. Are, are you the only founder, Chris, or do you have co-founders you have to agree with? No, I have co-founders and, and fortunately we, uh, we all get along very well. How, We've been how working many? Together. Um, I have two co-founders. Okay. Got it. Did you guys at the beginning just split equity right to a third, a third, a third? No. So, um, I came on when I got out of the army, my, college buddy was buying vacation homes outside of Notre Dame stadium and then furnishing them. And I thought that was a fun thing to do. So I joined him. Um, and then I wanted to see what I could do with my technology background to grow the business. So we started working on the marketplace and we had other, we had other people involved at that point in time, um, as investors in the properties. And we had to kind of like reorganize everything yep. uh, to make that work. So it's, yeah. it's been to, to describe it that simply would not be accurate. Let's just put it that way. Makes good sense. Makes good sense. Um, is it fair to say that in the valuation that you were able to negotiate on your first round of equity financing must have been more than the $3 million acquisition price you'd already oh, been yeah, offered? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's it? just like, my, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say like when you have like an alternative just to sell something and walk away, it, it gives you some negotiating power. Um, but you really, I think the key thing that folks have to look for is the quality of the partner that you're taking on. Can they participate and follow on rounds? Can they help you make introductions to helpful investors, um, et cetera. And that's what we looked at. We went out with a silly high valuation initially. What well, um, was the silly high valuation? I, I, I want to say it was like something like $20 million or something. <laughs> crazy like that, Cause that was yeah. just like, it, it just took a, we started frankly, like 18 months ago and only closed, um, like six months ago. Yeah. No, it's we great. We were done very quickly, but the problem was then like to get to like everything, just get done to get closed with attorneys, et cetera. Yeah, no, it's insane. tough. It's tough. So what'd you, when did you give me a range? Would you end up coming out of somewhere between like what, six and 12 million? Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there. And yeah. that, that made the most sense for us in terms of, um, what we were doing at, at that point in time. But What's awesome is um, we got folks to believe in us and help us get to to go out and recruit the quality people that we needed to recruit. So now we have folks that are former Expedia employees, former Groupon Getaways employees. And um, your, th- your team of 13. This yeah, exactly. And, and now because of that, we've been able to like just from rolling out our product, bolt on $10 million in transaction volume and we hope to bolt on a hundred million in the next um, couple months here. And That's we great. have a very clear path to do that. So as that happens, my lesson learned is like, we, we have to very quickly go out and raise capital again. Um, as we build out the project plan to, to what the 
engineering costs are going to be to continue to roll out these features sure. to make people happy. And just to make sure I got the, the on the 10 million that you guys are able to grow, you're not right now, this is just a grab market share. You're not making money on that 10 million, right? Because you waive those fees. We are making one and a half percent. So we're not oh, going to charge any kind of monthly. So you made about uh, hundred grand, 150 grand on it. Yeah. And that's yeah. all. I mean, that's fantastic, that's right? That's like a yeah. whole full stack engineer right there. Yep. Um, paid for. That's just spoken like a, spoken like a true entrepreneur. <laughs> when you start relating uh, uh, revenues to, to the salary of your, your tech stack guys, that's how you know you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, great story. People are going to want to follow you as you keep building this. Where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Yeah, I'm fine just getting emails directly. My email is um, pretty easy to find, but it's just Chris at Baystate, C-H-R-S. And then um, I like to connect with people on LinkedIn. Uh, um, I sadly have way too many connections from back in the day, but probably can't keep up with a lot of other people, but connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Folks, unlike many other horrible marketers that only care about their big email lists, I actually like meeting with people in person when I'm in their towns. But the thing I hate most is trying to schedule meeting times. We go back and forth in one email thread 13, 14 times trying to find a time. But I started using this interesting little tool and now it only takes me two or three emails to confirm these meetings. It's called NathanLacka.com forward slash assistant. And it allows me to schedule these meetings with one click all staying inside of my inbox I don't have to open another browser window and go to my uh, calendar anymore right so it's saving me loads of time and it's built by one of Salesforce's number one app exchange partners called Cirrus Insights I actually went out because I wanted to see if this thing was real I went out and met these guys in their Irvine California office a few weeks ago great guys really sharp very smart love Brandon love Ryan and they gave me all their revenue numbers back in episode 226 on the top so use this tool for meetings. It's saving me time at nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant. Great. Top drive will link to that in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 475. Again, forward slash the top 475. All right, Chris, it's time for the famous five. These are rapid fire questions and one word answers. You ready? Yeah, you got it. Number one, famous business book. Oh my God. So I love uh, growth hacker marketing. Um, I, it's like something you could read in about 25 minutes. Something that Ryan Holiday's us. right. What's that? Ryan Holiday's book. He's author. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. And then um, Collins is good to great. It's just like a very simple book about doing stuff exceptionally well, which kind of um, might seem like it's not in line with a innovative startup. But I think everybody that like is trying to, to do something, once something's working, you have to work fanatically to, to do it exceptionally well and out execute everyone else. So folks should definitely pick up that book. It's a little bit older, but it's worth reading. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, absolutely. So like I went hardcore into the um, Steve Jobs book when I traveled in Europe and I became fascinated with him. Um, Mainly, this is going to sound kind of weird, but just to like structure my life that I have balance. So I have six kids and I spend a lot of time with them and he suffered from not having that, but he's still fanatical about great products. So I try to like take the good from his story and, and, um, shield myself from the bad about like the family management, which like, no, no judgment. He had a great family. He did a lot of good stuff. Um, it's just not, for, not for me with like, he even says like how things went early with his family. Um, sure. And then I'm like the really inspiring story, like Lonnie Johnson, this dude I just learned about like a month ago is an exceptional inventor. He's an African-American dude and he's created the super soaker, got acquired by Nerf and he's still tinkering, has a lab. And like, I have a lifelong obsession with product development and entrepreneurship. So I've just been trying to learn more about this dude and what makes him tick that he's 
still been able to keep going, even though he's been hugely successful and has made kids everywhere super happy with like super soakers and Nerf guns. So um, little guys, not little guys, guys like that that are making cool things I'm trying to focus on now because they're not like the super, they're not like the superstar CEO, but they're doing stuff that I really admire and respect. And yeah, that's why I'm trying to learn more about people like that. Great. Okay. Favorite tool. One word answer here. Do you have a favorite online tool like Docsend? Docsend. Good. Number, uh, uh, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No, like three. <laughs> okay. If three. You can't tell, man. I'm, I'm normally like very fast with numbers and this has been brutal. We just had twins a couple weeks ago. So wow. And how old are you? I'm 36. Okay. So last question, man, take us back 16 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Okay. So, um, two things. One network is super important. Um, I was an, a mathematician and computer science dude. Then I went into the army and I lost all of my like technical network. So, um, if you have any hankering to do something technical, build up your at least like advisor network of people who are engineers, actual software developers to kind of help you out in times of need, whether it's interviewing, et cetera. The second thing is, um, as cool as it might sound to like bootstrap and own things hundred percent, the second that you feel like you have something that can scale, um, or you're getting a lot of success early, you've got to figure out where you can fail and, and defend against that. And secondarily, you really should consider raising capital because somebody, especially if you're only 20 something, having some investor who's been there, done that and seen a lot of other people fail, um, and just has the battle scars, that person will be immensely valuable. Even if it's like taking a very small, um, to your point, like convertible note from somebody, I think that that is something I wish I had done sooner. All right, Top Tribe, there you have it. Expand your network, and if you find something that you think is a big market, raise capital, very little risk, but big reward. From Vase Days, CEO Chris launched in 2010, team of 13 now, $1.5 million raised at a valuation, somewhere between six and 12 million bucks. They have helped people, over 18,750 bookings go through their system for over 2,000 property management companies they're working for. Excited about their new SaaS platform that they just launched. Chris, thank you for taking us to the top. You got it. If you enjoyed today's episode with Chris, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Patrick Ambron. He said no to the Sharks when they offered him a lot of money on Shark Tank. Instead, he raised $6 million off the show and did $4.2 million in 2015 revenue. You won't believe his revenue spike after he went off Shark Tank right after the show streamed. His revenue spike was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. He now has over 10,000 customers with his company, BrandYourself.com. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.